Hi, it's Matt. Just before we start the show, I want to tell you about a great live event I've got coming up on the 27th of March. To celebrate 600 episodes of Recruiting Future, I'm going to be hosting a live Ask Me Anything webinar. This is your chance to pick my brain on anything you like, including market trends and predictions, the impact of AI on recruiting, skills-based hiring, the changing role of recruiters, podcasting tips, or even my favourite Scottish tourist destinations and whiskies. Literally, ask me anything. I'll also be joined by some surprise special guests who'll be adding their perspectives to the conversation. You can sign up now by going to mattalder.me slash AMA. That's mattalder.me slash AMA. And I really look forward to seeing you there. That web address one last time. mattalder.me slash AMA. This week's podcast is brought to you by Paperfly. Brilliantly simple employer brand software that allows HR professionals to take control of their employer brand marketing. Paperfly delivers over 70% savings on global production spend whilst ensuring it is delivered authentically and consistently in every market and in any language. To find out why Paperfly are the trusted partner of companies such as BP, Ferrero, Rolls-Royce, P&G and Unilever, please visit www.marketingmadebyyou.com There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 35 of the Recruiting Future podcast. A little while ago, I wrote a market report on video interviewing, and it's been a space that I've been tracking closely ever since. This year, I've noticed that video interviewing is getting some significant traction in a number of recruitment markets, um, and I was keen to get an update from the front line. My guest this week is Ian Wills from PowerMeter, an emerging provider of video interviewing products. In the interview, Ian gives us his thoughts on how the market is developing, as well as his more general thoughts on the role of video in recruitment. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Recruiting Future podcast interview. My guest this week is Ian Wills from PowerMeter. Hi, Ian. How are you doing? I'm not yet very well, thank you. Good stuff. Could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yes, so I'm the uh, Managing Director of PowerMeter. Uh, it's a video interviewing platform. Um, Previously, uh, I've worked for uh, a number of years in the recruitment advertising world, um, starting off in print, uh, which sort of dates it back a while, uh, and then moving across into job boards um, during the, the sort of early part of the 2000s and worked at Personnel Today and Jobs Go Public and read.co.uk. Um, so I've, I've kind of worked on that side of the fence and now looking to uh, to supply, um, you know, a different kind of service to the, to the recruitment market. Now, we were uh, we were actually both together yesterday um, at an event in uh, recruitment event in Glasgow, and you did a really interesting presentation on uh, the role of video in general in in recruitment and how and how it's changed and how important it is. Um, tell us a bit about that. What's your what's your sort of your view on um, video and recruitment in general? Yeah, so I, I think that um, over the last you know, five to ten years, um, 
video has just become you know such an important medium um i think uh you know in, in the consumer um world people are so used to using video to convey their message to convey their story um around their brands uh, and around the, the values and to and to really kind of project an image to the consumer to um, to, to get them to, to make an emotional connection um, with, with brands, and I think in recruitment um, we, we, we are still a long way behind that. But I think there are there are huge opportunities for brands to um, put together some you know, relatively cheap and relatively simple um, messages that that can reach candidates and be consistent and and really explain what it is that each brand is looking to offer uh, to a potential applicant. And have you seen any sort of particularly good examples um, of, of people doing that recently? Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, there's one that I, I quite often show when I'm uh, when I'm talking about it, which is by um, RB, um, who are a uh, you know, record banker, so they they used to be called um, a sort of household products uh, company, and and they, uh, they it, it's amusing. It, it's obviously a bit tongue in cheek, um, and they take a, a walk through their their brands and, and explain what it is that they. Um, what it is it they offer? But they they also answer some of what I imagine are the common objections they get from candidates uh, around kind of um, ethics and, and environmental issues. Uh, and 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 you can see that they're they're seeking to um, almost kind of grab the sting from from what someone's thinking in terms of why would I maybe not want to work there? Um, and they kind of turn that on its head very cleverly in the sort of three or four minute video, um, as well as obviously um, you know uh, flagging up some of their positives and awards that they've won. And they do it all in a very kind of, as I said, amusing way that would be engaging. And I can see how people would then think, I want to take my application further if that's the kind of environment I'm going to be working in. Yeah, I've seen that video. It's, um, uh, I think I judged it as part of an award ceremony, actually. It was, um, it's very, very, it's very, very funny. Um, but it is, you know, very, very sort of professionally produced. So I imagine it had, um, you know, a reasonably sort of hefty budget behind it. Um, do, do you think it's it's budget that sort of holds uh, employers back from uh, joining the, the the kind of the new wave of the of the video revolution? Uh, I, I think it's it, that that's definitely one consideration. Um, I think that maybe. Uh, people kind of over overestimate the budget that you need to be able to put something that's that, that's coherent out there. Um, clearly, that video has got, as you say, sort of high production values. Clearly, they spent some some money on it. But I think um, I think it's entirely possible um, to get um, you know brand champions, people within an organisation um, who would do a great job of, of explaining what it is that they see as the benefits of working there, why they joined. Um, what it's like to work there, what are the challenges, you know, even what some of the, the downsides are. Let's, let's be honest, most candidates now are going to research a company. They, they're going to find out the good, the bad and the indifferent. So I think having people who are, who are going to tell it like it is in an engaging way, I think that's possible with, with an iPhone and a room with decent lighting. Um, so I, I think understanding that the, the technology is there now, um, it's a lot simpler and a lot cheaper uh, than maybe people would imagine. Um, it's just a question of finding the time and probably the right the right people within the organisation to just tell that story about you know what it's like to work there and why somebody applying to come and work there what might be the benefits and what might they get uh, from working in that environment.
I think that's a very valid point. And what I was talking about uh, at the conference yesterday was just how strong uh, video indexes in social media, and 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 what a um, you know what a great content format it is for um, you know getting an audience on uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and of course um, you know the 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 power of YouTube if you use it if you use it properly. Um, just sort of moving on to um, video interviewing. Um, this has always been. Uh, an area of particular interest for me. I did a, uh, a report into a kind of a market report into video interviewing um, a couple of a couple of years back. Um, could you, uh, for people who might not be familiar with um, with the with the concept, could you just talk us through um, how it works and and how a company like um, uh, PowerMeter deploys its technology? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think there's there's broadly two types of of video interviewing. The first one and the one that probably everybody is, is more than familiar with would be Skype, um, where you are conducting a real-time conversation um, with an individual, um, and, and and that can go, you know, it can run on for for an hour. Um, and, and you know, I've done interviews. I'm sure most people have, where you know you're, you're effectively conducting what I would think of as being the second interview or the or, or the face-to-face interview, but you're doing it via Skype because of timing or, or, or you know logistical or geographical reasons um, so that's that's the kind of the, the one type and probably the one that most people are familiar with then the the other type and what we do and, and there's a number of other providers in the market but it's it's a recorded uh, on-demand service so the recruiter um, will set maybe three or four um, questions which are then sent out to um, all the candidates who, who have applied and those candidates are able to answer um, in their own time, at their own convenience, um, there's usually a deadline set, but they're given you know, a few days to come back and give their answer, and then that is sent back over in a recorded format so that the, um, that the recruiter can review uh, the videos, maybe review them sort of side by side, all in one go, so that they get a good comparison. And then because it's recorded, they're then able to share that either with other stakeholders within the business or perhaps uh, external recruiters, depending on what the, the arrangement is. So that's ability to get you know, a relatively short uh, piece of video from people answering a succession of similar questions and then be able to share that. That's, that's the key difference between the kind of open format Skype and, and, and what we do. One of the, the the sort of main objections I've heard to video interviewing, which 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 in fairness is, tends to come from people who are, who aren't using it, um, is 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 kind of getting an understand. I suppose getting getting an understanding of where it fits into the recruitment process because I hear a lot of people saying, "Well, you know, we don't want to replace face to face interviewing with videos," and you know, does this feel does this feel like kind of, you know, automated um, and impersonal, um, you know, and, and just where does it fit in the recruitment process in general? What's, 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 your, what's been your kind of experience? Yeah, uh, a good question. As you say, uh, quite a popular um, top, of, top of mind uh, topic that most people come up with early on. Um, so I think there's, again, there's, there's usually two ways of using it. The first is as a screening tool, um, it's obviously going to, to fit in towards the front end of the process. I would say that 90% of our customers use it effectively to kind of replace what would have been the telephone interview um, in the not too distant past. So the applications will come in, they will sift out uh, from the CV the people who they think have the requisite skills or not, and then they will speak to the people um, in the in the yes pile. 
um, and we'll say the next stage we'd like to, to, to go to is to um, put you through a video interview um, and, and effectively that acts as the screening process. Um, and I think what, what people get from that uh, particular action at that stage is they uh, are obviously able to see a little bit more of the candidates, see how they um, communicate themselves, see how they explain uh, their answers, get a feel for how they present themselves and project themselves. Um, and I think that that is the you know the key thing that they're able to get. But the other big advantage for the recruiter is is around scheduling and being able to say, I'd like you to do this video, but you've got three, four, five days depending on the you know, on the deadline that we set. Um, but you can then go away and do that. And I, as a recruiter, don't have to find uh, time in my diary to sort of fit that five or ten minute conversation in. It's it's over to you as a candidate to, to do it at your convenience. What's the, the what's what's been the candidate feedback to it? Do do all candidates are all candidates happy to to do it? Is there is there kind of pushback on it? What's the what what's the sort of view? Yeah, I think um, you know as with any uh, new uh, technology or, or new process, people at first are, are are a little bit resistant to it because it's something that they haven't done before, and I think they they worry that. Um, because they're not used to it, they're maybe not going to um, do a good job of coming across well. Um, we uh, we survey all of our candidates or, or give all of our candidates the opportunity to conduct a survey at the end of, uh, of their interview. Um, and you know, over 90% say that this is the first time they've been asked to do a video interview. So I think we're, we're still very much at the sort of tip of the iceberg. Um, However, the, the, the feedback that candidates tend to give um, is, is always quite positive language. I think they see it as challenging. I think they see it as um, something that, they, that is still novel for them. But actually, a lot of people appreciate they're being given a chance um, to showcase themselves. Um, they're being given the opportunity to do things at their own convenience in an environment that they choose um, and, and really kind of project themselves as candidates, which I think... There has been a, you know, definitely the case over the last you know, six, seven, eight years when, when the times were tougher, that actually candidates were, were, were largely treated pretty badly on the whole and, and not invited in to kind of showcase themselves. I, I think a lot of people do see this now as at least a chance for them to show a little bit of what they can do, um, which, which can only put them in a, in a better light. One of the things that's come across very strongly when I've been talking to you um, and uh, some of the other providers in the market, and I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing it kind of makes logical sense, is that a, a high degree um, of these video interviews are done by candidates on their mobile, which, you know, as I say, makes perfect sense. It's in everyone's pocket. Um, it's it's how people communicate. Um, mobile recruitment has kind of been problematic in terms of how people sort of adapt their traditional recruitment application and interview processes to to, to work on mobile. And I know it's something that companies are struggling with because everything has always been, you know, CV and um, uh, document-based. Do, do you think video interviewing offers uh, employers the opportunity to make their uh, application process more mobile uh, and if so how, how might that work yeah no I, I, I absolutely think it does we we've got over 60 percent of our um, interviewees um, conducting their um, their interviews now um, on some form of mobile device be that a tablet or a or, or, or a smartphone so um, we know that the, uh, the the demand is there we know that that's a that, that's a channel that people want to use um, I think I think certainly the way that, that, that our platform works um, is that we, we host the videos so 
Um, uh, if, if somebody had an account with us, they would get a dashboard that they kind of go into, um, and that's where they can see the videos. That's effectively where the candidates leave their videos. So um, it, it, none of this is, is built into um, the recruiter's system, and I think because it does live slightly separately, and that does give us an opportunity to provide uh, the recruiter with the chance to offer a, a, a mobile alternative that perhaps they wouldn't be able um, to, to 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 sort of force into their own system because of all the all the issues you you spelled out because it's it, it's a process that, that lives alongside and, and connects in with um, with with the recruiter's um, current systems. It does give that opportunity just to to project the candidates. Uh, at least uh, the, the the functionality of having a very good mobile interface, even though the recruiter behind the scenes hasn't really changed their own process at all. I, I think uh, most of the case studies that, are, that I've seen for uh, video interviewing, and um, you know, uh, across the board from um, you know everyone I've spoken to, the, the, there's kind of an overwhelmingly sort of positive reaction to it, and that's that's what I found when I was producing the the, the, the report. Um, a lot of the case studies seem to be for graduate recruitment or or volume recruitment. Is is that the the natural home of video interviewing, or do you think that it's um, got a got a potentially broader appeal than that? Um, I, I think I think both. I think I think yes, it is the the kind of the natural home. Um, I think um, anywhere that you, as you say, you've got the the volume, you've got people uh, in in roles where their um, their ability to project themselves and maybe interact with customers um, or, or or you know other members of the team, perhaps in, in sort of management roles. But anywhere where that interpersonal set of skills is important. There's a natural home for video interviewing because you can just tell a little bit more about how somebody conducts themselves by being able to see um, how they answer questions rather than just just hear them or, or, or see a, a cover letter. So I think that was the natural kind of home for it to start with. And I, and I guess any new technology needs needs the foothills to uh, to, to, to start uh, start the journey. Um, we've, we've already started to see customers then branching out and using us for uh, for other roles, we've got one customer who only uses us um, for their management roles. Uh, they don't use us for um, their kind of starter roles. And, and, and their reasoning behind that is that they know the, the, the kind of people that they get in at uh, sort of grassroots level. And, and when they have to bring in um, management level people to, 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 to coordinate those teams, they want to see what the personality of those people is and how well they think that's going to um, to blend with the people they're already growing um, themselves, so it's it's already starting to move um, up the pyramid. Um, we've also we've had we've we've got legal businesses, we've got charities, construction companies. So um, yes, it started as you said in, in, in perhaps kind of retail hospitality and a graduate level, but I think we've already seen that move out at least at least one wave, um, and, and I can only see that um, becoming more so as people become just familiar and comfortable with. Um, with the technology, and interestingly, as you said, you mentioned uh, there are other players in the market. I was talking to uh, one of our um, one of our competitors the other day, and and, and we were both saying it's it, it's um, it's noticeable that neither of us have a single customer that we could name who has started to use this type of technology in any meaningful way, um, and has then walked away from it and said, Do you know what, I'd rather go back to our old processes. Um, and I think that's that's quite a um, quite a revealing um, trend that it, it does take people a little while to, to kind of warm up to this. Um, and there's always elements within a business that need to be um, rethought through in order to get something like this 
up and running. Um, but once people have done it, and once people have seen the benefits, um, I, I think it's very hard to kind of go back to the, the old, slightly more laborious methods, um, because you, you do sort of start to realise how, how useful this is and how much more how many more candidates, how many more people you can see and bring into your process. I think that's interesting, and I'd, I'd, I'd sort of completely endorse that as well, because when we were producing our, our report, which was completely independent of any, um, you know, any kind of vendor, we were just looking into how the space was evolving. Uh, we actually really struggled to find, uh, to find uh, users of video interviewing who had anything bad to say about it, um, which it was kind of made it quite difficult to write the report because we wanted to appear um, as balanced as possible but it, it did, did seem that um, the reaction amongst people using it was uh, uh, was 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 very very positive which is uh, which is which is yeah which is which is fantastic so in in the time you've been working uh, in this sort of emerging emerging space what's the most unexpected thing you've learned about video interviewing and uh, and uh, you know the, the, how, how, it, how it all works um. I think I think the uh, I suppose the most unexpected thing um, has been that uh, the usefulness that it that it can start to have across an entire organisation. So as, as as you said uh, a couple of minutes ago, there's an obvious home for this to start. Um, but we've we you know we, being the kind of the volume and, and the graduate end, but we have worked with organisations uh, looking to recruit uh, reservoir engineers. Um, who you know the benefit for them is that you you can still do a, a screening job even though someone is currently working in Eastern Europe and their next role is likely to be in South America, um, but you know the, the the benefit for them is they can continue to do their screening um, interview um, in their own time in their own way they get the same chance to project themselves even though it's it's four o'clock in the morning where they're going to be working and it's seven o'clock in the afternoon where they where they are now so that kind of that kind of multiple usefulness i suppose has been a a bit of a revelation um i think the other one is is the extent to which some of the benefits uh, have a, have 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 more ramifications than you might think and the, the one that strikes me as being the, the best example is we, we work closely with um a hotel chain um who have now been using us for 18 months or so and and as part of um, their integration with us and getting us on board uh, in the summer of 2014, they made a number of changes. Uh, we, we certainly weren't the only thing they did. They had a, a you know, significant overhaul of their recruitment process. But one of the things they've now noticed with a year's worth of, um, uh, of usage is that their retention has increased by over 20%. Um, and, and one of the reasons that they, um, they earmarked for this is that by being able to to um, better match the, the the personality and the, the the attitudes and approach of candidates much earlier in the process, it means that they are dealing with a more condensed group of people all the way through who much more closely uh, are much more closely aligned to that brand's values, and and it just means that by the time they get them on, the, these people are already sort of well imbued with how the business wants to work. They represent. They're happy being there, and a year down the line, they've seen their retention rate increase significantly. So. I think for something that probably most of us think of being, you know, it's a good way of um, saving some time, saving some money early on in the recruitment process. That's where it, this all starts. Actually, it, it can have, you know, a knock-on effect much well beyond the recruitment process through onboarding and into the, you know, the actual running of a business. Final question. What's next? Where's video interviewing going in the future? 
what's next? Yes, good question. Well, I think um, I think the I think we're on the verge of it becoming a lot more mainstream. I think we've been to I've been to a couple of events in the last few weeks, and compared to the kinds of questions we were getting last last year, which were very um, you know starter questions, well, what is video interviewing? How could it possibly work? Um, we're now being asked much more um, detailed questions around how could it actually fit into the process, what kind of outcomes could we expect, um, how quickly could we get going, these kinds of questions which, which indicate that I think the, 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 um, the industry, the recruitment industry has, has moved forward in its understanding, which I think means it probably is on the verge of starting to become a lot more commonplace. Um, and then I think the other um, area that I'll, I'll be interested to uh, to keep an eye out for is is just around the the, the kind of the flexible uh, working economy. Um, so the the gig economy, um, you know, people who are looking to work on different projects and almost sort of piece their working life together, um, a, little, a little bit like freelancers. It's it's that kind of uh, that kind of world um, where there is not only the need to be able to be recruited on a sort of project by project basis. Um, but a need to be able to market and promote yourself as a candidate and have something that is meaningful, relevant, engaging uh, to attract uh, the attention of, uh, of your next potential employer or, or your next potential group of workmates, depending on uh, how, the, uh, how the process works. So I think, I think look, looking at how flexible this can be, both from a recruiter's point of view, um, who could, you know, Pick, pick up a, a, a video interviewing uh, platform just just for one role or just for one project, and then and then decide actually I don't need it for the next role. Um, and from the candidate's point of view, uh, that kind of more flexible working uh, approach. I think I think they're two areas that are going to be very interesting to watch over the next twelve to eighteen months as this starts to become more accepted and more commonplace. Ian, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks, Matt. My thanks to Ian Wells. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can listen to past episodes, subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about me at www.rfpodcast.com. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you, and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.